How does one make progress in the spiritual life? How do you know you're making progress? What are the marks of it? Today, our saint is St. John of the Cross. He is called the mystical doctor of the church because of his great contribution to kind of mapping out the pathway of the soul into the infinite glory of God. John was born in Spain in the 1500s, very poor family, lost his father early. He went to basically early seminary and um, was ordained a priest. He was thinking about becoming a Carthusian, but at his very first Mass, he met Teresa of Avila, very much his senior, a lot older than he was, and of course, many, many years in religious life, hoping to reform the Carmelite order. And Teresa was immediately taken by John. And he wanted to become a Carthusian and become more solitary, and she was like, hey, 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 don't do that, I need you. God has something for us to do. And she convinced him to be part of this reform of the Carmelite order. And John basically started with Teresa, these little tiny communities of brothers, new convents, um, bringing a new spirit of, of holiness and love into that order. You know, a lot of people think that John is like one of the most austere and penitential saints. He's John of the cross, there's the dark night, there's the asceticism, and that's all certainly part of it, but, but John and Teresa were actually not the most austere in Spain. They actually realized that um, love and gentleness and sweetness is, is part of holiness, and they actually called some of their um, brothers and sisters back from a, a overly um, a rigorous kind of spirituality. It's interesting to note that. But as time went on and they began to um, bring about change and go deeper into prayer, uh, all the brothers and sisters and even lay people found John to be this incredible spiritual director that he could so quickly uh, see into what God was doing in their lives and show them how to respond in his letters, in his treatises, in his uh, spiritual counsel. John was one who, who suffered much, but he knew the glory of God and the, and the resurrection. What can we take away from, from John this morning on this Advent weekday? I would say one thing we can learn from him in this brief time is that John shows us how our entire walk with God towards the kingdom of heaven is led by God. It's all God's work. Are we called to have spiritual habits and disciplines? Of course. Are we called to take up the, the ascetical life and, and purge our lives, everything that's not God? Of course. And John maps that all out in one of his greatest works, The Ascent of Mount Carmel. Here's the things that we do to kind of um, pull out the weeds of, in our hearts that prevent God from, from coming. Vices, strengthening ourselves against temptation, uh, drinking from the fonts of the church's tradition, um, wisdom and holiness, um, how to meditate on the Gospels and meet Jesus, encounter him. Uh, these basic habits of discipleship, uh, yes, that's all in the ascent of Mount Carmel. And John calls that maybe the active purification. How can I purify my heart so it's ready for the coming of Jesus? Of course, we you know, tell our families and our kids that, right? How do we prepare the stable for Jesus to come? How do we prepare our hearts for Christ to land? Absolutely. We do have a role in that. But there sometimes comes a point where we've done that, and we want more of that. We want more of God, and it feels like we're just hitting a wall. I read the scriptures, and nothing is coming. I'm, I'm pondering the gospel, and it's like just, just a blank stare. Or all my spiritual habits that I don't have like the sense of God's 
sweetness or delight anymore. Like, I, I'm no longer consoled. Um, I'm still praying, but, like, what is going on? And this is where, in John's wisdom, he teaches the church this mystery of how God, in our own sensed absence of him, is actually closer than before. That God can change us most deeply, in fact, when it is not day, but it is night. When it is not joyful, but it is the crucifixion. When we have a, don't have a sense of his presence, we aren't consoled like before, but he's deeply working within us. He's changing us more deeply than we can even sense. You know, if you have to have a major operation at the hospital, uh, you don't stay awake for that. You get put under. You actually need to be in the night. You need to be put out because of the intense work that's being done in your, your heart, your lungs, your body. It's really God who does that passive purification of our souls that allows the Holy Spirit to be more free and more radiant within us. It even goes with our, our Advent readings today, right? Advent is a season of waiting in the dim light, waiting in the darkness, expecting God to come in a new way. We pull out the weeds in our heart as best we can in the act of purification, but then God has to plant the seeds. God has to do the, the work of the growth. And that's what it says in Isaiah. I will open up rivers. I will turn the desert into springs. I will plant in the desert the cedar, the acacia, the myrtle. I will do this. It's his work in me. And John teaches us that my job is simply to do this, to let him do it. Let him do it. Don't fight, don't resist. Let God do this. So today, brothers and sisters, let us believe that God is always at work in our souls and changing our lives in holiness, even when we don't realize it, even when we don't feel his consolations like before. As long as we are still praying, as long as we are still desiring, as long as we aren't going to lesser things and just substituting earthly comforts for God, God's at work. His light is coming. May St. John of the Cross teach us that the main thing in the spiritual life is just to let God do his work.